do whatever feels right. I mean, there's mm. no, uh, uh, you know, for example, about how you make babies to this world. <laughs> you just have to fall in love with someone. I, I love the fact you use that as a reference. <laughs> Hello everybody, how's it going? I'm your host, Joey Palmrus, and welcome to my podcast, The Joey Palmrus Show. If you are into photography, filmmaking, storytelling, social media, we cover all that and everything in between. This is where I sit down with the world's top creatives to discuss about their artistic journeys. We unpack valuable insights in all things creative to help you live your dreams. And without further ado, let's start this episode. How's it going, y'all? This episode is a special one. We'll be joined by a true rock star. He's a singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur, lead vocalist, and frontman of a rock band, Sunrise Avenue. His albums have sold more than 2 million copies worldwide. Mr. Samu Haber. Welcome to the podcast, man. Dude, how are you? Yeah, great. <laughs> home, home sweet home. As home everybody. sweet home. Uh, yeah, nowadays. How's the Corona situation going for you? Uh, the honest answer or the, or the political answer, um, honestly, it's actually pretty good. I'm enjoying the uh, time on my own at home. I mean, yeah. empty calendar and all that stuff. But of course, uh, it's a bit uh, scary what's going to happen with the shows and with the entertainment future, of course. But yeah. we're all in this together and uh, all we can do is, you know, stay away from everybody and, and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've seen um, a lot of artists doing like shows from home via webcams and mm. stuff like that. Have you have you thought about that yet? Or Yeah, well, actually, to be honest, we were just rehearsing for our summer, which would happen somehow at some point anyways. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't uh, done anything like that yet because there's a lot of stuff that we need to plan and rehearse and to fix for the for the next tour anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there was other stuff that needed to be done. But if this goes on for a long time, you bet we're going to be doing something at some point. That's awesome, man. But hey, really, thanks for making the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Um, you're actually the first musical guest on this show. And the fact that it is you makes this freaking amazing. Because, dude, I'm a huge fan. I'm absolutely in love with the work you've done amazing likewise so <laughs> <laughs> sure man yeah yeah i believe you oh absolutely i scroll your instagram page twice a day at least so. oh man really thanks hey this is a fun fact i was making the obviously like i always do i make research on the guests that i have on and uh wikipedia states that your occupation is a singer dude you filled stadiums Uh, toured with your band around the world, sang the songs you've written to millions and millions of people. I think Wikipedia should really state your occupation as a rock star and not just a singer. Because, dude, I've seen those photos from those stadiums, like thousands and thousands of people, man. Like, that's crazy. So with that said, let's jump right into it, man. Dude, what is it like to be a rock star? Are there any rock stars around? Because this guy wants to know what it's like to be a rock star. <laughs> We should have a rock star in the program to to know that. I don't know. I, I'm not a rock star. I'm a, actually. I think a rock the term or the title rock star. It's a bit uh, used in a way because yeah. I make music. I write songs and I love playing them with my boys, with people, of course, for people. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think it's amazing to be a guy who gets to do what he loves the most. Yeah. Uh, with some fantastic folks together. And uh, 
for the for the rock star question you have to ask a rock star because you know they, they used dude, for to for me to you're a rock star man like <laughs> dude come on nah. <laughs> no but uh, you're, you're too modest i'm not but i think it sounds a bit like bad being a rock star or something yeah. Uh, and actually, the the trends and everything have changed so much. If you go back to the eighties or nineties, when rock stars used to be rock stars, um, you, know, you used to idolize everybody... them, though, right? Uh, I was never idolizing the rock star rock stars like you know okay. Kurt Cobain or like the Motley Crue guys or these guys. I was more into the Bon Jovi, Madonna, really? whatever. I mean, don't don't share this anywhere. But uh, <laughs> anyways, the, I don't know. But I think the. It would be bad, like you know, hanging out with a whiskey bottle or a red wine bottle. And yeah. I love doing what I do, and I'm really, really grateful and thankful uh, for the, you know, for the life that I have that I get to do for a living what I love, and that is exceptional. What is it like, like to sing? <laughs> hanging, hanging indoors for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah, but Nice. How is it? How is it to sing in front of thousands and thousands of people? Like, do you ever get nervous? So, where are you ever nervous? You're always nervous, and you don't need a, uh, like ten thousand people for that. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty much the same. I think you're more nervous with fifty people than ten thousand people, actually. Yeah. But you're always a little, I don't know, nervous. But it's like these butterflies in your stomach. It comes with uh, probably with. Uh, with the respect you have for the crowd and the responsibility right. you have for the event. But I would probably stop performing uh, if someday I would feel nothing. I would just feel like, okay, I'm going there singing these songs yeah. or doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. Uh, it's so kind it's of more like, like you care. Being, yeah. And it's like being a bit nervous and being a bit excited in a rough way yeah. also gives you fuel, you know, to run through the, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I gotta stage. be honest. I was I was nervous before I made this call over to you, man. Like I've met you before and all that, but still, like you spending the time to talk to me, like I was nervous about that, and still sort of. But that's like a good thing because I care about like I act, I'm actually curious about like all these questions, and so yeah. Well, me too, because and mostly because of the technical side. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Dude, you're doing good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going well. Yeah. No, but. No, but it's it's like you know if you uh, if you go to go do like an important presentation in any job or you meet an important client or whatever in any job or in any career, I think it gives you like an extra beat or something that and I think it's it's a healthy sign that that it happens. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But 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 honestly, if you have like a tour of fifty shows or forty shows, uh, show number thirty six necessary you don't have like uh, extra blood pressure or something yeah. before stage it's like okay let's go do this let's do it well and but every day is unique and every show is unique and every moment in life is unique and of course uh the more you're hyped about it the more you get out of it in the end yeah yeah um i mean you must have like a lot of crazy stories because you're toured a lot uh, but just off the top of your head what's the craziest thing that ha has happened like while you were at one on stage? Uh, well, of course, a lot of things happened. Usually um, things go well and it's it's about the great uh, emotion and the great atmosphere and you know the, but usually actually the crazy or the things you remember are the days or the nights when something went wrong. Yeah. Uh, probably, I mean, the just 
top of my head right now, remembering pr- first uh, Provinci Rock in, in Finland. Okay. I was always dreaming about that stage and finally we made it there. Right. 2009. Okay. And uh, in my head, I already saw like 40,000 people like jumping all around the field and like enjoying us. Uh, honestly, there was there were 40 people seeing our show in the afternoon on Saturday, yeah. uh, 40, 40. Okay. And uh, at the end of the show, I decided to make this extra rock and roll move and to throw my guitar away after the last song. Yeah. So of course, I hit, hit my forehead with the guitar. <laughs> I was bleeding all over the stage. And, uh, the stage TV cameras were still filming as they were stitching my, stitching my head. In the uh, really? I need to find meters. this footage, man. Yeah, it was a nice nice headline. It said uh, in Ilda Sanomat, which is the probably the biggest uh, daily newspaper in Finland, said yeah. Sunrise Avenue playing in uh, Province Rock, where's the crowd? And then they're being in the, <laughs> oh, damn, man. In the background. <laughs> that was nice. Dude, that's funny. Yeah. But hey. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can so, laugh about it now. <laughs> yeah, I bet back then it wasn't that funny. But dude, I got I to gotta find that footage, man. That was the day when I had my first convertible car. Yeah. And I drove to Province Rock in Seinäjoki, which is like three hours drive, four hour drive. Yeah. Uh, with the convertible top down, yeah. straight behind the stage. After the show, the doctors told me absolutely not to drive for a day because right. I might have like a brain, whatever. Concussion. Uh, right. In addition to all the, all the fucked up stuff I have in my head already. Anyways, so I actually drove back home with Osmo, our keyboard player, and my head was like wrapped in a packet, like a big <laughs> thing. <laughs> so like in a beautiful Finnish summer night after a total failure show, yeah, I drove back home like bleeding all over my face and like that's funny, man. That's as close as uh, to <laughs> star I'll ever, ever ever get to. Oh man, that's funny, dude. What made you pursue this? Like, I mean, I'm talking like when you were younger, um, like back when you were a kid maybe like do you come from a musical family did you play an instrument as a kid or like what made you pursue this i don't know what really happened but um you still don't know my friend had no i mean i actually went through all my memories i'm uh, releasing a book this year in august, uh, october oh, nice. so in like half, half a year oh, that's cool uh like a life biography and I had to rememorize everything that happened, but uh, my friend actually got a guitar when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Back then, my dream was to uh, make it big with ice hockey. Seriously, I was gonna gonna Love be that. playing in North America and in that, NHL. Man. Same. Yeah. Same. For a, <laughs> yeah. As a 10 year old, you can you can dream big, but then reality hits hits you but, at some point. But dude, doing but what then, you do is big. Like that's dreaming big. But yeah, yeah go but on. Then, sorry. I don't, sorry. No, no, no. But then, then I just like, um, I tried his guitar. I was 10 years old and I tried his guitar and something like literally changed in my system. Like yeah. all settings were renewed in, like in my head, in my soul, in my mind somehow. And, uh, then I like begged for my mom, like for a long time to buy me a guitar. And then she bought me a guitar and then I got it. And then it was like a one way street. I never, never left it after that. Wow. Uh, I did a lot, met the right people, learned how to play songs and like, uh, gave it another 14 years before. Did you have a mentor? Uh, I had a couple teachers, but. Was this like before, before you made it, if I can say like before you made it, did you have a mentor before that? Of course there was like a lot of stupid people and a lot of smart people, but probably like (laughs) a couple like, uh, important producers who 
finally like um made sense with the music that i had and mm. like uh, uh kind of like fixed my package in the in the right right yeah. way that it was uh, presentable to the to the audience as well but it was a long run i mean uh, i started sunrise my band when i was 16 okay and 14 14 years after that when i was 30 years old all the I same guys still first time no 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 they changed many times but okay. uh yeah, you started the band, right? Yep. Okay. That's cool, man. That's really, yes. really awesome. But like, where does one even start? Like, obviously, everyone can study music, take singing classes and learn how to play a guitar. But after you do all that and after you, you know, not everybody's still going to master all that. But let's say like after one masters all that, after, you know, playing a guitar, knows how to sing. I mean, there's not really a step-to-step how to be a successful artist book or how to make it book, you know, like nothing can really, like no one can really guarantee that you'll make it. So where does one even start? I think it's the same if you want to be a successful blogger or successful politician or a successful housewife or whatever. It's it's not like being a doctor. So, you know, like that's crazy. I think... I, no, but I think it's the same thing. You need to discover, like, let's say, like being a successful housewife or being a successful house. What is a housewife but a man? Like a house dad, whatever. Stay home, um, or like a successful plumber. You have to realize what you're good at and where your ambition is and, yeah. and what you want to do. If it's something you really enjoy, um, just learn by doing it. Then you realize at some point what... Uh, what works on stage, what yeah. makes people smile in the crowd and what makes them come back to the next show probably. And, but and that I think never really biggest, ends either. Like that never no, ends. No, 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 You're no. You're never there, man. It, absolutely not. Yeah. But I think the main thing, the biggest thing is to listen to yourself. Do mm-hmm. what you actually truly love, especially when it comes to music or acting or something that where you express yourself. Yeah. Like if you love it, then at least somebody loves it because yeah. then on a rainy day when nobody's there, at least you're having fun doing it alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's weird, but I don't know. I always loved my own songs and our songs and our own shows, and it didn't matter if there's four people or forty thousand mm. people. Of course, it's nicer if it's forty thousand. Yeah, sometimes, but um, there's no book. There's no just. <laughs> I mean, do it a lot and never yeah. stop. And never stop. Yeah, just keep practice, 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 and. Hope for the best. Yeah, and have fun and try yeah. to enjoy it. Like, because you know, if you have fun on the way for, let's say, twenty years, you waste twenty years for something, and then you have fun on the way. At least you had your great time and you learned a lot and whatever. But I mean, not everybody has to make it, anyways. Yeah. There's a lot of young kids who are playing football out there. Maybe not today because everybody's at home. But uh, a lot of young kids playing football. Not everybody mm. has to make it to the whatever, like first league in England or. La Liga in Spain yeah uh, most of them are just enjoying playing football or playing guitar on their own today and it's also very valuable yeah man yeah that's true but it's it's actually like funny what you said just like uh just joy there right like you gotta love it because as cheesy as it sounds I think it's the road that makes one as an artist like whether you're a singer, songwriter like yourself or any musician or filmmaker, photographer, an actor, like any artist. Um, 
it is the road, the journey that really makes you, I think, and shapes you because that's where you have all the struggle as well. So it really defines if this dream is to be fulfilled or not, I think. That um, it still might not be. So who cares? Yeah. Anyways, you had your fun. And especially when it comes to like uh, expressing yourself, uh, you can't fake it at the end of the day anyways. It has to be something that you truly love to do anyways. And if it becomes big, great. If it never becomes big, you had your fun. Great. Yeah. So anyways, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there, were there many times like when you maybe wanted to quit on the way? Like, did you ever have this, you know, is this going to work out or not? Doubtful feeling. Because obviously you had big dreams for this as well. And, and you've done great, man. Um, but yeah. Sure. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I never wanted to quit because I never wanted to quit doing what I actually love. Mm. But probably at some point, I mean, there were many moments when I wanted to quit reaching for the big picture. But yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. So and maybe it was like a healthy move also to make the decision every now and then. Like, OK, I'm going to uh, let go of this Sunrise Avenue world domination plan. That's, you know, I'm going to forget about it now and then yeah. you go back to it after a week or a day or whatever. Yeah. But I never with playing music i mean i played piano today just because i want to play piano and i would have never quit no yeah, matter I what that, man. i never will yeah no i i totally get you <clears throat> it's like that with me when it comes to like photography and filmmaking so even like when i have spare time i'm just you know still doing my own shit so i totally get that that's awesome man um, I just wrote a, wrote a song today, uh, yesterday about a circus monkey and I'll probably never release it anywhere, but I just love it. It's very funny and stuff. And it's probably that Dude, song. You should sing it here. Just end, I would never, but the, uh, <laughs> probably the, the purpose of that song is just to entertain myself. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sometimes enough. Dude, after you get people's attention, you get your first song or a few songs or whatever out there and you gain listeners and and everyone, you know, everybody wants you, right? So, but then work doesn't end there. Like that's where, you know, that's where the work starts. I think like, how was it for you? Like after her, after you gained all those listeners and record labels maybe or whatever, like, do you feel like back then, like at that moment, like you went, you were like, oh shit, like, you know, now I need to get work. Like you were obviously working before your ass off like 24 seven going around and just like writing songs maybe or whatever. But like after you got recognition, like how was that? Was that like a turning point where you went like, oh shit, like this is work. Like now I need to keep at it. Yeah. But I mean, in the beginning it's pretty tough because nobody takes you seriously and you try to roll the stone, you know, to, mm. ma to make it, make it move. But when the stone starts rolling, you're just like, hold on to it and keep doing what you did all the, all the time anyways. And, yeah. uh, I think that was a bit easier. Then you had to react to things like, uh, like in my, or in our case, it was more about like, should we play a festival in S Switzerland or in Sweden? And, and where do we go? And like, mm. do we have time to record new stuff or do we tour more or whatever? It's then it's, it's easier Then it's about decisions and, and yeah. uh, trying to make the good choice uh, at every corner. But uh, I don't know. I think the toughest was actually uh, to, to start the engine. And when, when it all started, then it was quite easy. Okay. I mean, not easy, 
then it was like 25 eight it was like every day was like full of everything and i remember i had like 152 flights on the first year when it started working so seriously is it 152 152 flights wow and sometimes you did like an interview in the morning in greece and then you had like an afternoon in hamburg and then you in the evening uh, you were in helsinki again and doing stuff here and it was a bit weird i don't really remember much about the first 18 months when the thing really took off yeah, but yeah, then yeah. it's more about like uh you know keeping your head together and mm. uh trying to go to gym at least like once or twice a week and like you know trying to stay alive but uh, was it uh, easy to keep you know your head together like you know, in all that like mayhem that was happening around you, like you felt yeah, like really, it was easy still to like write songs and. No, not at all. I think it stopped for a while then, and then uh, it was all about medication and sleep. And that's oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was. It was like it was weird because, uh, of course, like expectations rise yeah. very high and. Um, we were topping the charts in many countries and it, it went really, really weird. So, uh, I didn't sleep uh, without any chemicals for a couple of months or years. Or whatever, <clears throat> because but, dude, I can uh, only imagine like, I mean, like you just said, like, so it, it was easier to create songs before you made it. Sure. Because, and after all the recognition, like you ever wished you could go back to that moment and write more songs before you made it. <laughs> So you'd have like more ready or like, how does, how does that work? Like, I know you write your own stuff. Um, but it doesn't matter. I mean, would you want to go back to the time when you were 14? But yeah, it would be nice to <laughs> do that again. But it's like, I can never go back to the situation when the band didn't yeah. break through yet or whatever. It's like uh, irrelevant to think about that. But probably after that, it was, I realized that I need to find the inspiration somewhere else and to, uh, use the exciting and interesting world and to travel and to use that for songwriting. And so I couldn't do that at home anymore in a way that I used to, but also that works. So no, I never wanted to go back. I love today, even though it's the weird times at the yeah. moment, for example, um, you, you know, you just need to think how you can make the best out of this weird moment. Yeah. Like with like the song Sky that you Sky just Sky told Pink. me about that you wrote, that's never going to start the day of circuit. light. <laughs> You never know, but uh, if Circus circus Monkey comes out. Dude, I really want to hear that now. You're <laughs> amping it too much. <laughs> hey, um, okay. So you write your own stuff. Um, do you have a specific process that you go through when it comes to songwriting? Or it's always different? It's always different? Usually the... Well, there's two ways. Like, I walk somewhere in a supermarket or grocery store or airplane yeah. or car or whatever a melody comes into my head and i start singing it like that happened in a tram for example in helsinki oh, really? and, uh, yes it was called fairy tale destruction in the beginning and then uh, a smart producer called yuka changed the name or uh, will help me make it better but then yeah or then i take an instrument and i start playing and then something comes up and but i never really plan anything okay I do nowadays for the last couple of years, I've done this notepad uh, thing mm. that I, when, whenever I have like a great song title yeah. uh, in my head, uh, I write it down. So I have a lot of song titles, but mostly it's about melodies that I have in my, in my voice memo here, actually here, I have like 10,000 like, okay. like that. 
Oh, cool. Then, then I sometimes listen to them and then like, uh, focus on one or two of them. Okay. This makes sense. And maybe I could do something with this, but, uh, it's a mad, crazy process different every time. Yeah. 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 Um, how did you come with this song that sort of set the tone for everything? You know, like opened all the doors for you. How did that uh, come well, together? But Fairy Tale Gone Bad was our first mega hit, which went like platinum in I don't know how many countries. And mm-hmm. uh, like, for instance, in Germany, it was the most played radio song in the whole decade in ten years in Germany. Uh, but double platinum in Sweden and Greece and Switzerland and everywhere. So yeah. that was actually I wrote it in a tram. Uh, in Helsinki and then rewrote it again with the producer later on. And it was just like the last song for the album, for the first album. And everybody thought, okay, let's do something weird with this. And then it just happened. So it was not planned at all. Yeah. So I don't know. And I love the fact that the whole music world is like, it's a coincidence after coincidence. And like, mm-hmm. you cannot plan anything. Yeah. Then you just like, hold on to the stuff that feel right and you work them. But, uh, I guess there's some composers or songwriters somewhere who can like plan a songwriting session or whatever. I never could do that. I'm just like going with the flow and like, dude, you're an hello. artist, man. That's the thing. I'm a great artist. No, but that's the work works for me. Right on, man. We are living 2020 right now and everyone has a super easy access to a laptop and maybe do music on their laptop, put stuff on the web and use social media to market. Any advice you want to give to young artists who are trying to follow your footsteps or someone else's who's out there, people who are dreaming to break out and make it in the industry? I think it's again, like, just do it, do whatever feels right. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, uh, uh, you know, for example, about how you make babies to this world. <laughs> you just have to fall in love with I, I love the like, fact you use that as a reference. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. great these and great songs happen yeah. by coincidence when the mood is right. And you don't necessarily need candlelight or whatever <laughs> weird stuff. Same. You don't need to play guitar or drums or piano for a great yeah. song. It's just the laptop can be enough. But uh, I think the only advice is to follow your own heart. And uh, there's no wrong or right way for making babies. There's no yeah. wrong or right way of making great music. Whatever feels right for you is the right way every time. Yeah. Thanks for that, man. And this was great. Um, thanks a million I, again. I want, my, I want my percentages of the babies <laughs> everybody makes after this video. 15%. Yeah. <laughs> dude thanks again man i uh absolutely loved hearing your story and um hopefully we'll get to see you on stages all over the world after this situation goes down and a lot of babies and and, and a lot of babies man (laughs) and that's a wrap for this episode make sure to stay tuned for the next one we got new interesting episodes coming out soon meanwhile you can check out my other work you'll find me at joey palmers in all platforms For now, I want to thank you for listening. Till next time, thanks. Bye.